Dr. Carrie Madej. I knew I had to have her on this podcast. I saw her down here in Southern Utah at the Your Health Freedom Dixie event. And the things that she was saying, she has since got rid of the doctor because she is so serious about all of the things that she believes. She knows what's coming. She's been speaking out for a very long time. The medical community hates her. So you know that she's got a lot of good things to say. But I am very, very excited to have Carrie Madej on the show. from our sponsor freedom blends from valerie osmond i'm so elated that i decided to try freedom fuel i usually have to drink a lot of caffeine and sugar to avoid the afternoon crash and fatigue i feel on a daily basis but after taking fuel for just two days i felt a boost in my step and overall energy no more afternoon crash for me it is such a relief to know i'm replacing sugar and acidic beverages with whole foods and freedom fuel I feel my metabolism has increased as well. I can't recommend this supplement enough. It's all of your fruits, veggies, organic probiotics. Remember, a nourished body doesn't crave. Go to freedomblends.com right now. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today. I I met Carrie um, just a few weeks ago here in Southern Utah at the um, Your Health Freedom Dixie event. Everything that she was saying was just it was spot on. Um, can you Carrie, just give us, um, the audience and the viewers just kind of a little bit of background. And I want, I want our interview to, to kind of go into some awesome stuff that you were talking about. Um, tell us just a little bit about you and kind of why, why you do what you do. And, um, let's just start there. Um, I graduated medical school from Kansas City and osteopathic schools, and then I did internal medicine residency, uh, finished that up in Georgia, and owned my own clinic, medical director, taught medical students. Um, and I you know, was always looking for the cause of what made someone sick, and I ended up um, stumbling across what we now know are are bioweapons in the area of my patients. And um, also learning that nobody is supposed to be truly cured in medicine. You're supposed to maintain them sick. So I I saw the reality of what was going on, but I still chose to take care of patients and, and put God first and God's laws above and beyond anything else. So when you don't follow the protocols of keeping people maintained sick, um, you know, you are penalized. And then also when I was uncovering strange things happening um, in the the southern part of Atlanta with people coming out with outbreaks that we now know are declassified as bioweapons, that put me on the radar as well. And so um, I ended up learning a lot from those experiences. and I. Uh, in the in in that process, when I wouldn't stop helping the people, they told me stop testing for them, start stop treating for these these infections, etc. Um, when I didn't, I guess at some point they decided to see if they could um, recruit me. So I, I was in a business owners meeting that you had to be invited to, um, and then I went to sign. Like, is this one of those kind of like deep state things where they bring in all like the higher Almost like 
are they are is she gonna can we get her on our side kind of like that i mean that's what i think um i'm only assuming because i mean i just came from a blue collar neighborhood in michigan i'm not like it came from anywhere so this was brand new to me um this uh, this particular group you had to have two people refer you recommend you background checks, et cetera. And I just thought it was a chamber of commerce meeting. I thought it was just like, you know, shaking hands. I had no idea. So I went to one meeting. Um, that meeting meeting was very powerful. Again, divine appointments because I could have gone to others. That one they um was the end of 2014. They bust us in, even the big wigs. There are people from CNN and Delta, some big tech people, and you had to own your own business, of course. Um and then when we got there, the cell phones were jammed um, and the doors were locked and chains. And I, I've never been to anything like this. So, of course, I complained. I couldn't do anything. I didn't know where my car is. So I had to sit down. And this meeting was about um, the future of Atlanta, that they felt that getting new businesses to Atlanta was being hindered because of the people. The people were heathens. The people were not as intelligent as they liked, and they were too racist and not amenable to new cultures. This is how it started. And so they had a new, they had a grand idea and they felt that technology would solve their problems. And it was in this meeting, business meeting, that uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta stood up. And now very, I, I mean, besides Sanjay Gupta and myself, I'm not sure if there were any other medical personnel there, probably very few of any. They looked upon us as um, unnecessary. I was told in the meeting that very soon there wouldn't be a need for doctors, that our bodies would change. That's what they told us. Anyhow. Um, Can I stop you for a second? Um, Did you kind of feel like, have you seen the movie Divergent? Yes. Did you kind of feel like that person? (laughs) Like All the time. Like all eyes. uh, Now it's like who... It, All the time. Per- okay, so that's kind of what I'm seeing as you're telling the story. I'm seeing like you in there, and people are just you know seeing like who's who, and you're noticing what's happening. Anyway, yeah, keep going. I mean, it, well, in the beginning, they they're like, "Why are you here? Why would you be a part of our group? Because you're no good to us." Because <laughs> I was a doctor, <laughs> so I'm like, "This is strange, right? What are these? I just didn't know how to make of what to make of it, but." When Sanjay Gupta got up there and started to talk about his invention, which he's taking credit, it's not his invention, but whatever, what he felt that he could help the population of Metro Atlanta become healthier through this technology, as well as um, alleviate the needs of the business owners. So what that meant is through the technology, they could uh, guide the behavior of people quickly. And so he said, soon everybody will have a health app on their phone. At the time, nobody had a health app. Very Within weeks after that, health app was on everybody's phone, Android and iPhone. Um, I can show you in the, you know, doing the drop down of the health app. Now you can disable it, but you can't delete it. It's always kind of turned on in the background. There are so many parameters that can be measured on your app. It's just waiting for the technology to get inside the body. So they told us this. They said um, that they just had to get the technology inside the body. They didn't say how they would do it. Their goal was 2020. Um, and they said their their parameter was lying. So when they said that, it seems that other cities that are doing this 
have different parameters, perhaps. I'm just guessing. Anyhow, it was lying. And they they showed us pretty much the diagram of what Bill Gates is calling his 060606, the 2020, right? With um, of how to have a person. Then you have a sensor, a biosensor, which would be really inside them. Then the biosensor and the phone would be connected, Wi-Fi, always exchanging information. All that information is a lot because when you have all these humans gathering uh, data from them, you have to have a wide bandwidth, which is why they had to put 5G towers up everywhere. So that would be accumulated there. But then ultimately, everything would be funneled through a supercomputer, like a D-wave computer, which is like quantum. And there's no other human in that algorithm or that schematic. So then what's happening is everything that is being accumulated, all the data from the body is going to be analyzed and monitored by the program. And then a decision is made whether or not that person is a good or bad person. So in this instance, every lie is going to be monitored monitored in a person's body. So every lie is the same as another lie, meaning if you lie about your location because you're running a little late, that's the same gravity as a lie of you stealing something or I don't know, maybe even murdering somebody. It's crazy because it's a computer algorithm, right? And so how many lies you have would be monitored. So the, the instant you would tell a lie, Sanjay Gupta said that person would be given an instant repercussion. Um, he called it a shock. And um, when people gasped in the audience, he said, okay, you don't like the word shock. I'll use the word buzz. He didn't elaborate. Um, we can assume that that could be something like uh, an impulse, an optogenics, light frequency, something like that, that could instigate a neuropeptide release, a toxin release, a medicine, who knows the, what would be released in the body. So like a shock collar, a chemical shock collar. Then um, over a month, all the lies would be added up. If you'd lied too much, then you would have a poor social credit um, outcome with the you know, ability for housing, food, entertainment, that sort of thing. How, and, how long do you think this has, how long do you think this has been in the plan? I don't on know. A, I mean, let me say I, on, I, a, on a human level, because on a spiritual level, I think this has been <laughs> laid out a long, long, long oh, time sure. ago. This technology that we're dealing with right now, it's, it started with the Nazis. We're just, this is just a continuation of, of World War II. I mean, we didn't really win World War II as we learned the real history. But um, going back, just to finish up what um, this data can be analyzed. So what they described is if a woman lied about her location to another woman on the phone, the, the, the program would know in a millisecond because... You know, let's say she was saying she was at the gym, but really she's drinking and drink at the bar. It would know her blood alcohol content immediately. It would know by voice inflection she was lying. It would know um, voice inflection. They know a lot, by the way, a lot. Um, by um, uh, sweat analysis, electrodermal analysis, a polygraph tests on par with the police station, know like her heart rate. It would know, they, they claim they can know thoughts by 85% accuracy at that time. So all these things would be monitored continuously. They know if you're having sex, that's insane. Why would they want to know that? If you're fertile, if you fell down, um, if you're getting sun, all kinds of things like that. So this is what they they want to do 
to spy on you and surveil and control you, meaning they want to know what you're thinking and dreaming. And obviously you can get punished for that. So when they talked about this and he was finished, it was a standing ovation in the room. And I was the only one not. I was horrified. And of course, I I spoke up to the people at my table. I said, how could you stand for this? Um, And they said, yeah, maybe it seems a little inhumane, but it's us versus them, meaning the controllers and the controlled. And you can't stop what's about to happen around the world. And if you don't kind of join us, you'll be sorry. And you're going to come running back to us. I guarantee it. And I said, I'll never do that. This goes against God and you're a fool because this technology will be turned against you. You're part of it too. There's no way it's not. How is Uh, this any different than, how is this any different than all throughout the scriptures? Like this reminds me of uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, right? Like you're going to bow down. You're going to bow down to this golden, this image. How is it any different in your eyes? I mean, not not any different at all. What made me sick, though, was that I was looking around and they had a really good, you know, diverse group of people. So what it proved to me is that there are a lot of people just in this one meeting. Think about across the United States or across the world. Through generations, there have been people meeting and talking about this that have been acting like friends to us, acting like they're on our side, our family members even. You don't know because they keep this to themselves. These people in the room, they won't even tell their own family about this. I mean, what is wrong? With, I I can't even fathom that. I don't, I can't even fathom thinking that way. And so when people say, oh, you know, how can you talk about this? Well, I signed, I signed an NDA, um, but it doesn't matter because this is way, way too important not to share. And it's disgusting that not any of these people in any of these cities and any of these groups have said anything but me. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about the enslavement of the most cruel kind on humanity, and nobody's going to talk. I mean, these are war crimes. So a war, war crime in NDA doesn't matter. But um, it is what was disgusting to me is to see our fellow humans, right, accepting this and selling their soul and selling the rest of us to go along with something that you know there's no promise there. It was just the illusion of a promise. I mean, they're fools uh, just to go along with this. And it's um, in the meeting, they argued about who's going to monetize off it. If they would tell the people that they're doing it, obviously they're not. And if um, uh, the privacy, meaning hacking was definitely um, a potential, but they didn't care. Meaning if you hack into the, the person or the program, right? Okay. So this was um, shocking to me. I had not expected that. I never went back. I was disgusted. Um, so that uh, that was one of the things that uh, I was burdened with, and I didn't understand why until the shots came about for the COVID. And then I realized reading the ingredients, um, what that meant. And so that's when I started speaking up. So can you give just a little bit of what you think besides genocide, really, um, besides making people so they they're sterilized, right? Infertile. They can't. What else do you think this is doing to humans? What is it? 70% of people that took it around the world. What else do you think is doing besides those things that a lot of us know this is what's actually happening, that that this is a genocide, a modern day genocide. What else 
do you think is in there to tie it all in? Well, I mean, obviously they want to do something called the culling, meaning thinning out the herd. There's too many of us to control. So they want to make a smaller amount, a number of us. And then those that are left over, keep them contained like animals in the mega cities. And then, you know, we're not going to lose control of them this time. Like the rest of the time in history, we're going to make sure we have control over them. That's where it's integrating artificial intelligence within the human body. Um, so it's a constant surveillance, spying, um, you know, changing what it means to be human. It's it's destroying creativity, love, spirituality, connection with God, anything that it makes life life, right? Um, it's it can tell people when they're they, I get arguments, they're like, well, you know, you're saying all this technology is bad. I said, no, not, not necessarily. It's that. I have never heard even one time any of these people ever say something, using it for something good. Never. <laughs> it's 100% is for, you know, domination, control, suppression, oppression. I mean, with that intention, you can make anything bad. But of course, with, with this, it's it's 100 times worse. And And when you, these people that are involved, though, I mean, they don't, have any reverence for God, our creator. They kind of think of themselves as little gods or becoming gods. Um, they don't have any spiritual basis. And this is what happens when you get to that point, right? And this in the uh, scientific meetings, they would talk about what is God, God creates. Now we can create, now we're gods. I mean, I, I they act like they don't believe in God, but they, they do worship something. They obviously worship the occult, the dark side because they use all the symbolism even in the formulations um you know they use uh you know the number 666 but also they use these greek uh names of of different characters from you know greek gods um pagan gods hydra they use um what else the, the greek letter psi psi which looks like a pitchfork and um also which is symbolic but also, if you look at thousands of years back, um, there's a lot of black magic occultism that used that symbol to stand for chaos. That was part of their spell book. Um, and that's part of what they want. That's part of their synthetic part of their gene that they are using inside the, the shots. I mean, everything they're using is symbolic. It's occultic. Um, that's what they stand for. This is why you can tell it's a spiritual battle. I mean, they see it. They're using it they're using numbers and symbols um and it's really about the ultimate battle of all battles and i truly believe the scriptures are we're living them right now and so it's about not it's about having discernment and not being fooled and deceived and knowing uh, which side that you're on um because all of that technology right now is standing for um the adversary it's satanic it's demonic a hundred percent so um my thoughts on that I, I don't know if you've looked into the harbinger the i can't remember the guy's name that writes those books the harbinger but no. he explains that all of this stuff is because we're not casting it out of society like if you study the life of christ before he healed most people he would first cast the demons out and it's something that I don't believe we're doing correctly as Christians is we're not calling it. You first have to call it out in order to cast it out. 
And I think that's one of the problems that we're having as Christians is we just think, oh, well, yeah, God will just save us. He'll He'll come down and everything will be fine. And it's like, no, no, no. We have to be battling this evil. We have to be calling out the evil. We got to call it for what it is. And then once you call it out, that's the only way to cast it out. And, and, and then, and then you got to continue to pray on it. You got to, this is why we have to bring Christ back into our society or else it's going to continue to do this. Because I think this is a huge demonic possession of all our whole society. Like the Satan and his minions can get an entire civilization possessed with the same type of spirits. And then it just keeps creeping, 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 creeping all the way to now. What are we doing? We're now uh, mutilating little kids. We're chemically castrating little kids all in the name of freedom and love. Yeah. Eric, you're a hundred percent right. I was just talking to some people last night on Zoom because I don't get it where all these people say they're waiting for the rapture. They're going to sit in their little house and wait. And like, <laughs> where does it say that in the scripture? I said, throughout the scripture, you'll see it talks about the remnant and the remnant has a job and the job starts now. It started yesterday. And it's about, you know, having a, taking the authority and dominion. We are the warriors for the truth and light and doing what is right. But that includes casting out demons. When you have authority and dominion, it's over land, air, water, right? And so it is, there's a spiritual battle going on. It's not just in the physical realm that we declare who and what we are, but it's also in the, the, the uh, spiritual realm, of course. And those um, of you that don't understand what she means by the remnant, it's the it's the very best part of the meat. It's the very best, and that's why I think a whole bunch of people waking up right now, they are they can be the remnant if they do certain things that that it takes courage. And so let's go into this part because this is what I really wanted to talk about. Um, what do we do now? <laughs> what is what is it that we do throughout the scripture? It talks about how God protects them under his wing. And just like the scriptures talked about grand miracles happening, it's going to happen very soon with us too. The remnant, you know, the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit is here with us, you know, and when that, you know, people call it different things at Pentecostal fire, but it's, it's, it's having God literally inside your body, right? Because this is our, these are our holy temples. And I believe that that will give even more protection and more gifts because you command authority and dominion. Because going back to the beginning of Genesis, we Adam and Eve had authority and dominion and they gave it up, really. They are the ones that, that gave it up. Um, we were always supposed to have authority and dominion and we can do it right now. And, and the Bible is full of describing that. It's kind of a law book too about how this, this world works. and. We are supposed to do these things that our Savior told, told us about. We can lay on hands, you know, we can cast out demons, we can um, raise the dead. I believe in all those things he said um, and just claim authority and dominion. There, in, in doing that, that's how you can not be in fear. That's how you can be have that shalom, that peace. Um, not waiting for somebody else to do something, the next person to be elected. None of that's going to work. It's up to us um, to make this right because it's our fault how we got here. We allowed God to be taken out of everything. This is supposed to be a nation um, that God gave us unalienable rights. God gave us, right? So if you take God out, it makes really the, 
constitution, the bill of rights, null and void, because you're like, it doesn't matter. Right. So when you take God out, something else will take its place. And this is what's happened. And so we need to deal with it. We can't just wait in a little corner because waiting like a victim in fear, you're going to be destroyed, demolished. Um, It's not what we're supposed to do. And also protecting the weaker and more fragile, doing what is right. Um, The people have been silent for too long and it's time to rise up and do what is right and true. And to me, standing on these these principles and doing a good thing of protecting the weaker ones, um, it's the hill I'm willing to die on, right? Because I know where I'm going after that. Um, but we can't let this go on any further. I mean, if people are aware of what's happening right now, if you're not, you need to learn because you'll you'll understand a lot more. I mean, it's it's quite demonic. The amount of children missing every year. Our child protective services are involved in abducting these children, missing, meaning they're dead. Um, you're we're looking at the satanic influence that is rising, and now they're becoming out in the open. They do satanic rituals in all of our, um, you know, in Washington D.C. and in, in in any of the courtrooms. Right, it seems to be normal after school satanic programs. Um, they advertise for things on all the shows. We know Disney's infiltrated with all of this. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, this is a spiritual battle, period. Um, and the sooner we realize that, and now we know where to take that, you take it up, you've got to connect with God. We can't do this without God. It's impossible. For all my colleagues that still are stuck in just the science, you're always going to be lost because it's not just about something physical. This is a spiritual battle. We need God no matter what we come up with. And if we do that and we remember that the truth is in the scriptures, it always has been. You know how to read it with new eyes and hear it with new ears. You'll see that everything's right there and that he has not left us. He's not forgotten us. I sorrow for those people that are lost and are not saved um, because when things get really bad, you know, that's, uh, I do mourn for those people that are still lost. Well, and unfortunately, if they haven't built up the, the character to be able to stand up against this, they're going to, they're going to be the first to go right along with it. It's those that they're looking at us like, oh, you guys are the conspiracy, this new world order conspiracy theory that you guys believe in. They're going to be the first ones to do it. And then guess who they're going to blame? They're going to blame us for not going along with, with the whole thing that they said that they didn't believe in to begin with. Yeah. I mean, at some point they won't be really thinking their own thoughts. You know, I really don't think people understand the gravity of, of what we're facing here. Um, so it's, it's the, the technology is, is frightening. Um, it's not a joke and it's not just like a regular shot. And, um, you know, if you've got one or two and you now know that it was wrong, you don't want any more, repent means you're not going to do it anymore and you pray um you can detox somewhat from it but we don't have a way to know to detox all of it out of your body um so that means don't don't do any shots you know no matter what um, i love that we i are- love it because it's it is the repentance it's the turn like that's a hebrew word to uh, it's shuv i think a, repent is a hebrew word for shuv which means to turn 
Turn back yeah. to God. That's what Moses was trying to do. Look to the staff. Look here now. You've already screwed up. You were worshiping golden images. Now look here to look and live. And I think it's I think it's a type and a shadow of this, to tell you the truth. God's people back then, they worshiped golden calves. They were doing things that were just abominable in the sight of God. And then they had to turn and look to what represented Christ at the time. Yeah. But, you know, it's so much bigger than all of that because I I don't have kids, but, you know, you were at that conference that um, in in Utah, you know, Layla Sentner was um, showing us some of the books, just the books in the schools. And I can tell you that I know of parents that know that these books are in the schools, these horrific books. And then the words that come out of their mouth are like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, wait, you can't have that. I mean, you're you're just giving your kid over to this kind of demonic mentality. You're supposed to protect them. I just think of it in that way. Like, it's not just the shot or no shot. We're talking about so many people so numb and dull that they don't have this passion or maternal paternal bond. I'm not talking about the people listening. I'm just saying I've met people across the country like this. And they just say, well, what are you going to do? And you put them right back into that battlefield. Um, this is this is the problem, isn't it? That it's this crazy apathy um, that's going on. It's allowing all of this evil to build or being okay with, you know, um, you know, like in Delta, one of the flight attendants was told, you're not LGB, whatever. And you're not a minority. So I'm just letting you know, with all your experience, you can't go any further, period. Just bluntly saying that. You can't. It's impossible. <laughs> so it doesn't matter about if you're good or not. It doesn't matter about your skill set anymore. Um, you know, with uh, the pilots, the, how many pilots are dying in air? Um, there are 30 pilots from one industry reporting. It was in eight, 2021, the last eight months, like 280 in air. Did you just say 280 pilots have died in the air? That was reported. I mean, it's not official anywhere that you can find, but there are 30 pilots from an airline that they're suing, not class action, but on their own, and said that enough is enough, that they knew of that many um, domestically in all the airlines that that happened. Yeah, but that's, I mean, if for anybody that's paying attention, it's of course, it's like, yeah, of course that is. It's not just athletes. It's not just pilots. It's everyone. And people are silent. The same people that were shaming, the same people that, that were. That's the issue, isn't it, Eric? It's what does it take to you, our whole society is imploding? You know, uh, we can't keep going on this way. It's it, it, that's what people think. Like, well, we already have bad stuff. We always have little ups and downs. So I'll just keep doing my thing. In about two years, everything's fine. <laughs> like, no. Okay, so let's talk about the answer because we. We talked just a little bit on the phone about this um, to come on this show. Um, what is the answer? How do we, how do we, either quickly or slowly start to get off of this system? Like, what, what is it that you have a message for people? Because a lot of people they say, "What do we do? What do we do? What do we do?" And all I tell them is like, get as much food as you can possibly get for you and your family. Like a lot of food. That's to me. I don't think anything's going to be worth more than food. So get prepared physically and more importantly, get prepared spiritually. But I want to know what you have to say. So my, I have a strong 
feel like God gives me downloads, talk to him all the time. And last year was gather the tribe when the time comes, you know, to do, I mean, you just know who, you know, the, the strong people are that we can depend on. Right. And then this year was definitely the year preparation, year preparation. Um, and your preparation means 2024 could give us something big. So that means, like you said, the same thing. Um, just make sure water is precious. Make sure you can clean your own water. You should be doing that now anyway, because all the water is contaminated. So a Berkey filter with an extra arsenic um, and uh, fluoride filter, I would make sure you get that. You don't need electricity. And of course, stock up on food, non-perishable, learn how to dehydrate all these things that you said. I know I tried to do the canning and it's not for me. <laughs> Everyone has skill sets, but I'm look at some other ways to store it's food. It's all about the freeze dryer. It's all about the freeze dryer. That's what I write. It's a big I, machine. I'm with you on that because you told me that. I'm like, thank goodness there's another way. So anyway, um, I got off track. So yes, the, the food is very, very important. Um, you have to know where other people are, right? You can't do this alone. There's no way you're going to have everything you need. You've got to know strong people that you can depend on where they are at communication um lost cell communication with some tornado that went over here that's really important and so i know that the walkie-talkies are terrible ham radios not going to learn that so fast so the in-between is a cb radio so um that's good for people in a local area area to try to connect to think that would be important um and then you know, of course, spiritually, because this is a spiritual battle. You have to have the armor of God. There's a lot to be said about that. It's huge. You really can have this wall of protection around you. So get close with God, know the word, know with authority. You say it with your whole being about casting out demons. What does that mean? Um, it works. I promise you uh, the name of Jesus Christ or Yeshua, Yahua, different ways to say it. They do all work. And um, really important that I've learned recently is knowing the real history of us. Why did we get to this point? And knowing that we all got tricked into the maritime system, which is a system we are not supposed to be in as living, breathing women and men. And in that system, we are all categorized as chattel and property. We are not living, breathing men and women. And so this is why things can happen to us. But there's a way where you can declare yourself a living, breathing woman. And that's what I'm doing or man. And you actually start to go and conduct yourself under God's law and common law, which is uh, yeah, the land of, I'm sorry, the law of the land and law of the air. You can do that. The courts do know about this. It's a whole different way. You actually can get a, a passport that is a, uh, state national passport passport. This is going back to the original Republic that we were always supposed to be under, but got tricked out of. And the original Republic has the original constitution with the original bill of rights. Um, and you can do things that are physically can help you that way. But I can tell you, as I started declaring who I am and knowing how to say it and writing it out and notifying the courts, I gave back my medical license it was the most freeing and empowering thing I, I think I've ever done in my life. Because when I did that, put them on notice, say how they violated my God, God's law and, 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 and the constitution and bill of rights, but that they couldn't stop me from helping people because that's my God given right. Um, 
And, you know, also letting them know that I know who and what I am. I'm coming to you as a living, breathing woman. I'm separating away from this corporation that you've been abusing me under. Okay. When so I how, did, how do people do, how do the, how do people do this? Do you have a, a process to point people in the right direction? Webpage? Do you do classes? I, I like the group Americans in action dot info. Yeah. But it's dot info. Yes. So, um, they're out in Oregon. They do common law. They teach people about common law. So you can look at their webpage. Um, also, you can look at David Lester Strait. Um, why I'm going with Americans in action is that they are really strong with God's law, which is the ultimate law. The whole scriptures talk about this now. I didn't know this. <laughs> it's like a law book. And you know that in our United States courts, it is considered a legal document. So when I write letters, I include the scriptures in there because these are legal references to how we are supposed to conduct our life under God's law. The thing is that we can start forming the way that we should be living right now. That's exciting. Instead of waiting to be reactionary, we can be proactive. So there's going to be some issues in the interim. So prepare physically, but know that as you understand the real history then you can start walking with authority and dominion and you know how to say it. And I truly believe this is what Yeshua Jesus Christ was saying when he said the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God is all around you. I mean, I can see it now when I'm doing this process. I felt a chain come off my neck when I started to declare who and what I am and start living in this manner. Um, and there's many different things. You can actually own your land outright. So this is amazing, right? When you know this, Right now, nobody owns their own land. Nobody. Because you're a slave. A slave can't own property. But when you go through these processes, you know how to claim the land patent, which is something different. You actually own your land, period. You can own, you know, your car, truly. You can, it's a whole different way of being. This is how we used to live. This is how you really protect I've your had, family. So when I was a cop, people would show me this kind of stuff. And I'm like, these people are crazy. Cause I had no idea about this stuff. They wouldn't even have driver's license. I'm like, what do we do with this? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's there's, do you still have a driver's license or are you done with that now? I, I do, but I'm going to go through the process one by one. I'm, I'm doing this. It's, it's not like you can do everything overnight. Some people actually still keep theirs. Some people change their name. So it's not the all caps name, which is the fictitious name. Some people just get rid of it. Um, you know, you, if you have a state national passport, you can use that in the car because it actually gives you um, some partial diplomatic immunity when you do that. You're not under all the mandates and all the protocols, all these things that do not apply to a living, breathing man or woman. What we have to realize is that we only had 19 services that are the people in the, in the government were supposed to provide for us. They, over the years, signed on over 6,000 services for themselves to tax us off of. Like, we don't want those, nor do we need them. So you're actually going back to the original constitution. It works. I mean, I, I can tell you just the small time using it, it does work. You know, you have to put the effort in to educate yourself. It's a, I'm still learning a lot because it's a whole new way of living. You're learning all the real laws all the real ways things are supposed to happen. So I'm not saying it's it's like a you know template. You should never copy and paste. You have to know what you're doing so you know how to speak. Um, 
And that's that to me, that's life changing in and of itself. So I think I it's imperative that so everybody much. learn. Yeah. yeah everybody needs to learn. So kids need to learn. I um what are what are you doing now, if you don't mind me asking? Is there people that can come to if you direct are you to the point where you're consulting, speaking? Like what is it? How can people find you? that are going to listen to this and be like, I want to, I want to keep learning from her. Where, where can um, they go? I have a webpage. It's my first and last name.com. So it's Carrie And then um, I have Tuesday zooms at 7 PM Eastern time. So those are live. Uh, we have either a speaker or a topic to educate ourselves and then uh, live Q and a that's been an awesome group um, have free downloadable resources um, different, um, educational things like that through the, through that webpage. And then I do still go to different places speaking live. I've had the, the yearning, the calling to go travel around the U S and speak to people and meet them in person. Um, I don't know how much longer I'll do that because it seems like the season's changing a little bit to more, um, preparing what's going on right now. Um, I have Zoom prayer meetings. Those are really, really powerful. Those are amazing. Um, and that's how a lot of people connect and meet with one another. I call it in, in the remnant. Um, and that's how you can start to learn. If you don't, I've never heard about deliverance or casting out demons. It's, it's real, I promise you. And you can start to learn in this group or learn from other people. What are they doing? So another thing too that people don't realize is bringing like once you cast those suckers out is bring in holy angels. You have the ability to invite holy angels to surround you. And my person, my personal belief, it's it's a lot of your ancestors that are assigned to you, and so they can come and help you and surround your house. You have to ask though. That's one thing that God says is that you have to ask. It's part of the laws of heaven. He can't just do it for you. You've got to ask him. We have free will. And um, the supernatural is more real than this world that we're in right now that we we see around us. It it absolutely is more real. Um, So this is where people have not been taught this, I think, in most of the churches, and they just don't have a belief in it. But it it truly is. We have, you know, armies of angels that are always on our side helping we need to start asking God, bringing God back into everything we do. Um, every time we talk, we should be including God. Uh, we should be teaching kids how to pray. You know, I told people, you know, it doesn't cost money to educate. Make sure you to pull your kids out of the schools. They are the most dangerous place in the world for them. Um, you can teach, they can learn so much more at home. Um, you know, a lot of people are, doing that and finding fulfillment out of that. So I tell people do the seedling or rice experiment. You know, they can see the power of words, how powerful we are when we speak um, and what words we say. So the rice experiment, you just cook rice and then you put three different glass mason jars. You might put water in it. There's a YouTube on it. Anyhow, each mason jar you're going to put, one has love, one has nothing on it. One has hate or something like that, right? And you just let it sit after a month, two months, you will see always dramatic differences in what happens with the rice. The rice with the hateful words will have, you know, already like black stuff growing mold in it. Even the indifferent one doesn't do well when you're, at, you know, you're not doing anything to it. But the one that you put just the word love on it, it 
always does great. It doesn't decay as fast. Just doing that. Maybe we should do that with a dehydrator for it'll stay fresher, huh? <laughs> Love on it. Um, Such a good idea. Seedlings, you know, we did the seedling experiment with that kid. Three different gr- groups of seedlings. One with our whole heart. We had to do it with all of our being. Say the nastiest words to them. The middle group ignored the other group. We said the most beautiful, encouraging things, you know, you're intelligent, God loves you, all these things. And a month, they were so different. I mean, just by what we said to them as little kids. So, of course, the ones that we said good things are flourishing, really green. The ones in the middle were okay, but the ones we said ugly things to were even little brown spots on the tops of their leaves, wilted. So, if you can imagine that little experiment, what are we doing to ourselves when we speak words with intention? And what are you doing to everything around you when you're speaking, right? With intention. Um, it shows you how powerful we, with God and, and Yeshua, Jesus Christ was telling us with the power of words, there's life and death in the tongue. And this is what we need to start remembering who and what we are. We're not just physical beings. We are spiritual beings. Um, you know, our minds are powerful. And then with the Holy Spirit, um, with God, nothing is impossible. So when you start understanding and waking up to who and what you are, you lose that fear and you walk in authority and you, we don't take this anymore. We don't, we're not going to continue to be victims anymore. We turn into where we are the ones calling the shots. You know, this is, and this is scriptural, you know, the remnant is always supposed to be the ones that were the spiritual warriors, the ones that were, you know, protecting the others that didn't catch on yet. Um, so, you know, we weren't supposed to just sit in the corner and hide and wait for whatever happens. Gideon's army, they whittled it down to 300 people. On Noah's Ark, there were eight. Remember that, guys, eight. Um, Carrie, thank you so much. What is a final, what's a final message that you have to people? If you had a final thing to say to the world, what would it be? Um, just know that I say this through a lot of love, faith, and hope that it doesn't come from me, the human me. I know it's God putting that in me. So, you know, it's, um, this is the time to make the decision which way you go. And I promise you that God has not left us. So, um, we know how this ends. Just pick the right Jersey. We know how this game ends. Harry Monday, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much.